Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Leap Into the Week. Listen, I was going to, I'll tell you, I was going to jump into this one right away. Um, we got Patrick Fingles here. Everybody knows we're week number 19 of Leap Into the Week, bringing some great stuff leading into uh, your week ahead today. Last week, we talked about making that jump. If you're a sales rep, if you're a, if you're a project manager out there and you want to be an entrepreneur into your own company, I thought it'd be great this week to talk about the habits that make that great entrepreneur, that great owner. Patrick, I mean, I know that for you, it all comes down to just, you know, always getting enough sleep, um, always eating right. I mean, just that's what it takes to be that that owner out there every single day, right? I mean, what what does it take? I mean, I'm just going to jump into it with you, man. What's it take to get to, to the level, brother? Yes, I mean, that's what it takes to be a motivational speaker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that's what it takes to be somebody that teaches that doesn't actually do. Right. Like mm -hmm. I seen that picture of Elon Musk on his yacht, big fat belly, thin in hair, right? Pale, because he ain't been out of the office in like, you know, three years. That's what it takes to succeed. Right. So, you know, for me, it's like people always ask, like, what are your habits? Work all the time. Right. Like I work all the time. Think about it in your sleep. Dream about it. Have nightmares that you're missing a meeting. <laughs> right. Like don't eat healthy. Don't go to the gym because there's no time for that, right? Eat on the run. And, um, you know, it just, it's a pure passion and drive to be successful. It's what you think about. It just, you just want to win, you know? And, um, you know, that's what you do. I mean, I see a lot of people on LinkedIn and I listen, there probably are some very disciplined, super successful leaders, probably. But the commonality, and I think most successful leaders is the endless dedication to the mission. You know, so I would say that that's my my biggest habit, you know, end session. Mine's a little bit different. I want to I think that what's helped me with this company is I talk about this word a lot. I wouldn't, I'm interested to hear your opinion because and then some owners out there as well. Maybe they listen to this word urgency. Um, I think that what I have every single day is urgency with anxiety, of course, coupled with it. But I have this sense of now go, let's get it done. This habit of I'm moving faster, I'm acting faster, I'm, I'm creating more urgency in my day. I talk about this word with my team now a lot. How urgent are you to get something done right now? Or are we getting out of the car slow? Are we putting the equipment down slow? Are we sitting down at our desk slow? Or are we urgent with what we're doing every day? I've got a real sense of habit of urgency that's helped me, whether good and bad at times, because I can drive a little too hard. But... I, this, for me, it's been urgency. I didn't know what you thought. That word is always kind of comes to my mind. I think the best leaders have an extreme sense of urgency, right? I mean, I just, they need it done today. You know, when I say a leader, I'm not just, you don't have to be a CEO. You don't have to be just the owner to be a leader. Like maybe a sales represent a sales leader. You could be a marketing leader. You could be a project leader, a production leader, but like, you know, yeah, that sense of extreme urgency that like, we can't, we can't have complacency. Um, you know, that's what nags you. That's what keeps you moving and working. I have to like, you know, there's always these things that like I have to do. Like I'll, you know, you take two days off or something like that. And then as the week's moving up, you're like, well, I have to do this thing and I have to do that thing and I have to do this thing. You know, and we talked about this. I don't know what episode it was. Might have been three when you talked about it. And I was like, dude, I was like, you don't have to do it. So don't don't be perplexed over yourself. Like you don't. You want to do it. Like, you're like, how can I be more disciplined? Get home at six o'clock. I'm like, I don't know. I want to be there. You don't, you don't, 
You don't want to be there. You want to be the opposite nine. So stop lying to yourself. Bring yourself a cot in and a coffee maker and just stay there and go to work and don't have any remorse or regret over it because that's that's what's fulfilling you right now. Or, you know, that's what you're attempting to fulfill yourself with, as we talked about last week. You know, so I think it's um, I think it's, uh, you know, I think that that varies by leader. I think there's discipline leaders. And then I think there's leaders that just want to always be working. Man. Yeah, I think it's important to accept who you are. Sometimes I think that oftentimes, like for me, I'll fight that because I have people in my life, Patrick, and maybe others out there too. And they're like, why don't you just do this? And can you just, you're fine where you're at. Stop, you know, stop doing that. Come home at this time. Stop working so much, you know, Hey, let's go do this. And I think people begin to feel bad. Did you ever have, did you ever have that where you had the, you know, the people telling you, calm down, man, you're too much. Yeah. This last night, this is last night. This is a true story. Last night, I'm standing in the shower, and I get out, and my wife says to me, "I you know, she hears me all day and when I work from home in my office. And she's like, we need to simplify our lives. That's what she said to me yesterday. We need to simplify our lives. And I said to her, I was like, you only have the ability to say that because of all the drive that has created a life that now we can choose to simplify if we so choose to, right? A lot of people don't have the choice to simplify their life. You're saying we do. So I asked her, I was like, let me ask you, what would you do to simplify her life? And she was like, well, you could stop doing this. You could stop doing that. You could sell this. You could sell that. And I was like, oh, so I just change who I am. <laughs> That'll do it. There's nothing out of you. You just keep doing what you're doing. In order to simplify our life, I need to stop being Patrick, is what I hear you saying. You know, because so, selling a car doesn't simplify. I don't, I like selling a car doesn't simplify your life, right? Like selling, you know, coming home at five o'clock and your business being a little smaller, like that's not what complicates my life. What complicates my life is my pursuit to always be moving and going. You know, and so if you take all those things away, my life won't be any simpler. It'll just be more less fulfilled and more chaotic because you're taking me out of my rhythm, right? You're taking me away. I hope that she's right in one day. Man, I'll 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 drop down a gear. You know what I'm saying? I'll just uh, you know I'll, I'll learn to relax. I'll learn to just kind of be more at peace. But right now, man, it's you know it's it's go go go. You know. Well, let me ask you that question. I mean, as you look back at the last, say, five or 10 years, are there any habits that you've had to look internally at yourself and go, I got to stop this crap? Like, you know, because some people struggle with that's who I am. Have you ever had to look at it and go, mm, this isn't serving me anymore? How did you address that within yourself? Because I'm, I'm thinking there's some leaders, entrepreneurs out there. Maybe there's some things they need to look at. How? What do you stand on that? So I went through, I've, we've talked about the leadership training that I've went through and I've went through like multiple years of leadership training. And like, so the one thing, like I used to like try to change habits. Like I want to work less. I want to downsize. I want to eat better. I want to work out more. I want to be kinder to my wife. I want to have more time with my kids. Like, you know, the, I want to travel more, like the practical ones. And then like I book a vacation. I want to travel more. Like I'd say, well, book a vacation. I, what's the point of this life? I could die tomorrow. I'm going to stop spending all my time working. I'm going to travel tomorrow. And then I travel and guess what happens when I come back? I'm like, hey, get back to work, man. So like there's a lot of things that I've attempted to try to do because I feel like that's the person I want to be, but it's not the person I am. 
And frankly, if all those things were true, I probably wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about what the habits of a successful leader are. Because the habits of a successful leader is talking to a successful leader and just saying, who are you? You know, somebody else's habits are slightly different than mine. But when you try to really alter your habits, you know, then the organic result that made you a great leader is not there anymore. Now, that's not that's different than being aware of your weaknesses and changing your leadership style. So whenever I've tried to be a version of myself that's different, um, like a more healthy version, eat better, it's always very short lived. Right. Like I, I just as long as I'm working, man, I'm putting myself into it. It's who I am. Uh, but I have had a lot of success in saying, OK, if I'm going to do that, how can I enjoy that more? I used to have a lot of frustration. I let a lot of that go. Right. I used to have this thing where like a problem would land on my desk. It would be like an explosion, like blowing my desk up. And I'd walk around looking for a throat to choke and say, you know, this shouldn't be happening. I'm not like my, if you ask my like employees, like they wouldn't even be like, what? Well, that's not. No, I'm, I've never seen him do that because it's been a decade since I've done that because I've learned to, you know, hey, look, if I'm in this and I'm doing it, it's because I choose to. And if I choose to be here, um, I'm going to enjoy it, every part of it. The hard stuff, firing somebody, hiring somebody, hitting a target, missing a target, getting a flat tire on the way to the office, somebody forgetting to book the lunch, whatever the case may be. I'm just going to take that in stride because that's the life that I'm in. That's that's work. That's being a leader. So I've done some leadership training that's really altered my being to be a lot more um, – uh, just let's let's just solve for let's just solve it. Let's 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 embrace it. Let's solve it. Let's do it. Let's whatever it is. It's not even solve it. It could be let's enjoy it. Let's uh, celebrate it. Let's solve it. Let's fire it. Let's fix it. Right. Like but whatever that thing is, whatever's happening, just do it and do it with the cleanest frame of mind. And when you come home at night, I say, like, I, I don't sleep well, but that's because this brain's always going. I, I don't worry. There can't be any worry. So like, that's the one thing that I've done is I've been able, like the only thing I've ever done successfully as a leader is like remove the worry. A lot of time urgency is followed up by a worry and anxiety. There's no, that doesn't make you a better operator. When the plane's crashing and it's going down, like you don't be worried you're gonna die. You just wanna be like, okay, here's what I've been trained to do. I'm gonna pull back on the step. We're gonna fire up the engine. You know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna hit the brakes, flip the flaps. Now, of course you're scared and you're worried, but if you can get yourself to a place where you take that out of it, you would probably operate in a cleaner state of mind and whatever's going the plane's going to crash or it's not worrying about it ain't going to make a difference. So, you know, you might as well just enjoy that moment. I know that's a very extreme scenario, but that's what I'm talking about. So I've learned to take the worry out of whatever I do. It doesn't mean that I don't have a dream that I missed a meeting and wake up with that anxiety. It doesn't mean that I have a little heart flutter when I have to let somebody go or we have to part ways with somebody. That's always a tough conversation to have. But like I used to like, you know, pace back and forth and like just riddled with worry. I'm like, there's no there's no place for that. I'm going to do the best I can. Keep a roof over my family's head and keep food in their bellies. And I know I'll always be able to accomplish that. It's just to what level. So that's like I saw my worry and I threw it away. I want to I want to piggyback on that question for our last question here of the day. I know time is running short on this one. So I want to ask you this, though, man, how much of that had to do with the leadership training as opposed to and I, I'm interested in this for myself and my business. I hope the viewers out there can understand this as well. How much of that had to do with your own personal development and training as opposed to putting processes and people in place that surrounded who your habits were and who you were as a man and as a leader to facilitate who you are and what your habits are? Um, because I'm trying to, in my business, 
I guess I'm, I've, maybe this is wrong, man. You can correct me here, okay? I've begun to start to think I am who I am, all right? Like, I'm a drive. This is my personality. We're going to go. This is me. You didn't deal with me, all right? I'm going to be a hard mother to deal with. Am I wrong, Patrick? Do I need to change that? Or do I just need to put processes in place that separate me from those situations? For me, for me, the that the processes and the change and the people, I mean, that's that's kind of changes I put in processes I put in place last year. Guess what? They're failing me today. The people I hired three years ago maybe don't work for me anymore. So that's going to always evolve. That's never like you can't check that box. Like all my worry goes away because I got a well-oiled machine. That well, if you do, that's going to be short-lived. Right? I'm a Orioles fan. I watch that oil machine go down like a torpedo. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. If Orioles fans, I mean, they lost. They just got swept three and out, man. They didn't get to come back on Friday. We're done. Right? And so I, um, you know, for me, the 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 we're understanding how I wanted to operate and being totally content with that. That created the foundation for me to constantly deal with process change, personnel change, new challenges. So I would say that no, it's not the the byproduct of process, effective process, effective scaling, effective change management is being the leader that is mentally prepared to deal with that. So I would say that it was all the leadership training that evolved that. So when I say, you know, what's my biggest evolution as a leader, it's the lack of worry and the ability to navigate any happening or situation with a clear head. You know, and so that, that, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say you can't do that though until you do that first step that you just mentioned right there, which is you accept that this is what I am, this is who I am. Right. You're not fighting that per se. This is yeah, this is my habits, this is me, right? And again, it's it's it, you know, it's always confusing because it's like this is who I am today. You know, um, th this yeah, is who yeah. I am today because you don't have to be stagnant, but like, it's not even today. It's like, this is who I am now. And I'm good with that. And like, you know, here's what I need to do tomorrow. Here's what I need to do the next day. Here's what my plan is for next year. I just, I just don't think there's a great place. Like when I was a younger leader, I was constantly questioning my leadership style. I was constantly questioning my decisions. I was constantly questioning my life choices. Should I be a better father? Should I be a better this? You know, and then people around me were constantly questioning my mother. You should slow down. When's enough enough? My wife last night, we need a simpler life. It's, it's like, it's constant around me. And I just like that noise. And then the internal noise in my head, I'm like, this is me. This is me. Well, you mean, here we got a question from the audience here. Um, what, what are you, is there a habit you're trying to improve right now, Patrick? Like, is there something you're actively working on right now in your life? What are, because you talk about the leadership training. I'm personal, or professional. personal or professional? I don't know, man. Personal sounds a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, professional, I'm trying to be more decisive. I'm trying to move like a little thing. Um, as I, as my business has elevated, it's grown. You know, you, 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 there's a lot of opinions, right? You have board of directors. You have, you know, a big C-suite around you. You have vice presidents underneath of them. You have lots of employees and that creates a lot of opinions and they're all flowing upstream. And there's a balance between listening because you definitely want to listen and you hired those people to do a job and you want a brain trust and partners in that. But at the end of the day, you don't want that to create indecision. So it's kind of balancing that brain trust and decisiveness. 
because it, the, the bigger you get, the more noise comes into it. When you're a small business, it's you and your brother and your brother's an idiot. You're just telling him what to do. And like, you know, there is no indecision. You're, you're pure intuition. As that company grows and scales and you hire people and you bring in a CFO or you bring in a, you know, a, a COO or a chief sales officer or whatever, they start bringing their opinions. And you want to give them autonomy. You want to listen because that's what good leaders do. If you disagree with it. How do you handle that? You challenge that internally or you say, hey, at the end of the day, a decision has to be made. Here it is. So decisiveness is something that I'm working on, uh, uh, you know, professionally, uh, you know, personally. Yeah, come on. You give it, I, wanted the, I wanted the personal one anyway. <laughs> personally, um, you know what? It's, it's, this is going to sound crazy, but confidence. A lot of times when I talk and even when we do these podcasts, I worry about like, did I say something that offends somebody? You know, I question a lot of like what comes out. I because like I'm very, I'm very instinctual. I'm very organic, and it, you know, I have a big mouth, obviously, and my brain moves really fast. That's gotten me into trouble in the past, but it's also made me successful. So trying to balance that. So I think personally, it's like, hey, just be end it, drop the mic, walk away, be like, I killed it. I fuck killed that episode, you know, but a lot of times I'm like, shit, what did I say in that episode? Did I say anything that like pissed somebody off? Talked a lot about salespeople. Project manager can be a successful business owner too. Did I emphasis too much on salespeople? Like, you know, so it's like, you know, it's like, there's always this kind of questioning. Like, I don't, I'm too old for that. I've worked too hard. I've come too far. I got four kids, two wives, not two wives now, second wife, but four kids, second wife, dog and a cat, three houses. Just like, I, I don't need it. I don't need it anymore. I just want to be me the best version that I can be of myself and just not question that. So that's, that's me. So this decisiveness and you can kind of see the counterpart of that is just don't look, don't look backwards. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, just, just be you and you know, whatever happens, you're going to have a roof over your head and trust me, I got plenty of food in this belly. <laughs> I ain't I'm, I'm fired up. I'm sweating down my back right now. Um, but I, I tell you what, man, I appreciate this so much. I'm going to take away from this, but I'm, the first thing is just deciding who you are as that leader, who you are in those habits. Uh, and just for me, what I'm going to take away from this one today, um, we're going to be back next week to talk about something that I've been interested to talk to you about, Patrick. We're going to talk about all this stuff that people with Myers, Briggs, personalities. There's so many different personality tests and people and the way they look at the world. How do you hire? Do you look at this kind of stuff? Do you change the way you approach somebody? That'll be next week, week 20, leap into the week with no other than Mr. Patrick Fangles. Until next time, everybody, we'll see you next week. Make it a great week ahead.